What's going on and welcome to the 49ers Camelot show. Today we're opening up the 49ers web zone mailbag to look at some questions that we had 49ers fans ask us this this past week. Um just about 49ers in general, some about the uh, the game that was just played, some about the uh, game that's about to be played and uh so want to go through those some some questions don't have anything to do with either game they're just questions in general and so we're going to talk through those and see if we can answer some questions that you might have um at this point i'm going to open up twitter here real quick just to see i want to make sure that while i'm on here that i don't have some uh some breaking news or anything like that uh, because I don't want to answer a question uh, one way and then have me uh, be in a situation where something's happened and I don't know. And so I've just answered it wrong instead of answering it the way that I want to answer it, which is the right way. So let's jump into this. Uh, Here's the first question from Andy. Do you think Armstead and Hargrave's absence was the primary reason that the Cardinals rushed so well? Yeah, I definitely think that when you're missing Eric Armstead, who is really good um, in run defense, and when you're missing Javon Hargrave, who, um, while he's mainly known as a pass rusher, he still is is decent at uh, uh, in run defense. And so you're talking, you take those two guys out and you put in Javon Kenlaw, who actually played a pretty decent game. Uh, but I mean, we all know the issues that Ken law has had. <clears throat> and um, so you take that kind of uh, talent out of the starting lineup and you insert some of these backup guys. And that, I think that's what you're going to see is you're going to see some, some running gaffes, so to speak. And here's the thing, the 16 missed tackles, was a huge part of it. There was that play where the one running back, I don't know, I can't even remember his name, rushed, he, he ran for like a 50-yard touchdown or something like that. They had him bottled up right there um, near the line of scrimmage, and somehow he squirted out and, and was able to go score. And so you're talking the three games in a row that they've missed uh, double-digit tackles. And so that's the biggest issue. But yeah, taking uh, Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead out of the starting lineup is definitely going to hurt your, um, your your run defense. And that's why it's so important for those guys to to play, if at all possible, if they're healthy enough to play against the Ravens because the Ravens run the ball well. Uh, mainly that's Lamar Jackson, but they do run the ball well. And so you need Hargrave and Armstead back. Uh, but uh, the Cardinals, they're also good at running the ball. I mean, their their offensive line's built to run the ball. The uh, Their running backs uh, are good. Kyler Murray's good. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, for me, I, I just I wonder if some of it had to do with that the gauntlet that the 49ers had just come through with um, beating the Jags, beating the Seahawks, beating uh, the Eagles, then the Seahawks again, you know, if there was a little bit of a letdown because they weren't playing with quite the ferocity that we're used to seeing. And so obviously the missed tackles shows that, but uh, yeah, that's, I, I think that that's one of the biggest issues, if not the biggest was missing those two guys. I mean, 
Armstead and Hargrave do a, do a really good job of keeping some of those blockers off of Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. And you saw Warner and Greenlaw getting, getting blocked more um, last Sunday than they normally do. So I, I do think that missing those two players had a, a big impact. Uh, JT asks, will the 49ers be getting back most of their primary starters for the next game? And were there any significant injuries this past game? How's Christian McCaffrey's knee? Well, um, I, I think there's a chance that Armstead and Hargrave could play this Sunday. Uh, there's a chance they couldn't, but uh, but there there is that possibility. There's also a chance that Cleveland Furl could miss because he now has an ankle injury. Um, so he's, he might miss. Uh, I'm not really sure. Uh, I think they're going to have practice. Uh, they had practice yesterday, uh, which was Thursday. They have practice again today and then tomorrow on Saturday. So we'll be learning more over the next day or two uh, where they're at on those. Of course, Kalia Davis has a high ankle sprain, so he's going to be out for a while. Um, as far as other injuries, uh, Jawan Jennings is in the concussion protocol, and for him to come out of that, he actually has to. There's There's like four steps that they have to take. So they have to be cleared in each stage. And so um, Jawan Jennings is in the concussion protocol. Hopefully since, since this is a Monday night game that gives him an extra day to, to be cleared, hopefully that happens because the 49ers need him. But uh, if not, his, his safety and well-being is, is obviously the most important thing. But uh, hopefully he'll be fine. Diamador Lenore has a rib contusion. It sounds like he was stepped on in the game, uh, but he's been practicing, so sounds like he's going to be good to go. Um, let's see. Christian McCaffrey had the knee issue, but he's been practicing, so he's fine. Brock Purdy had the left shoulder stinger, uh, but Kyle Shanahan hasn't really talked about that. So sounds like McCaffrey and Purdy are both fine. And with uh, Lenore being fine, you know, the only concerns I would say at this point are um, Armstead, Hargrave, and Furl, um, which uh, unfortunately they're all defensive linemen. And, and, and so that's, uh, that's a concern there. So uh, somebody asked about uh, Indomitian Sioux. Um, I, I don't actually have that question in here, but uh, um, Kyle Shanahan said that they haven't really, discussed it. I mean, they did last year. Uh, but I think the fact that, uh, uh, that they haven't already signed Indomitian Sioux might be an indication that either Hargrave or Armstead will be good to go. So, I mean, obviously you want Hargrave more for the pass rush. You want Armstead more for the uh, run defense. Um, so if you had to pick, Normally, I think I would go with Hargrave, but in this game against the Ravens, I might go Armstead if I had to choose which one I wanted. Uh, but uh, it, it'd be great to get both, uh, get one of them. I mean, to get both would be obviously the perfect thing. But as long as the 49ers can get one of them back, I think they'll be uh, in good shape. And hopefully, Furl won't miss. Uh, if he misses Sunday, hopefully he doesn't miss too long because uh, he's. He's really good in the run game as well. So let's uh, move on here to um, next question is from Jordan. He said, Lamar just rushed for 92 yards. How will Wilkes contain him? 
Well, I think that Steve Wilkes is going to have a plan for um, he's not, you're not going to shut down Lamar Jackson, but if he can slow him down some, some people have asked, is he going to approach this in the same way that he approached um, uh, Jalen Hurts? And I really don't think so because these two quarterbacks are different. They're, the, yes, they're both running quarterbacks, but uh, Jalen Hurts is primarily a runner who is okay as a passer, where Lamar Jackson can beat you as both. And so I think Nick Bosa even talked about it that um, that they kind of clogged up the run lanes because they they've seen that Hurts has a tendency to take his eyes off of downfield and to where he's watching the rush, and so they wanted to clog up those running lanes so that he couldn't escape. Lamar Jackson, if you give him as much time as the 49ers gave Jalen Hurts to throw, Lamar Jackson will pick you apart. So I don't think that they'll approach these two the same way. They had a plan for Hurts. They had a plan for Kyler Murray. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a totally different animal than both of those guys. So I think their plan is going to be different than it was for either. But uh, yeah, I think that they'll have a plan. Uh, It's just a matter of what it's going to look like don't expect it to be like what we saw against Jalen Hurts. It's not going to be the same. So uh, Kenneth asks, how come Ronnie Bell doesn't get more time? <laughs> this kind of struck me funny because uh, Kenneth, you're, you're asking at the, the maybe the worst time um, coming off of a game in which Ronnie Bell put the ball on the ground, not too far from his own goal line. Now, Fortunately for the 49ers, uh, the play was reviewed and it was determined that Bell was down before the ball came out. But had he not, and and it was close, that was a touchdown going the opposite way. Um, So yeah, Ronnie Bell makes me a little nervous back there returning punts. Um, But still, almost every week, somebody asks me in, in the 49ers web zone mailbag, why doesn't Ronnie Bell get more playing time? Sometimes people ask, why doesn't Danny Gray get more playing time? And I just, I, I think it's the same thing uh, for for all of these, uh, for both of these guys. I think Kyle Shanahan demands his receivers to block in the running game. And I just think that that's the issue, that, that Ronnie Bell and Danny Gray don't do that very well. And so I'm not saying that they're not willing. I'm just saying that at this point, they haven't they haven't gotten to to a point where they're good at it, and so until they get better, uh, they're probably not going to see the field very much. Next question is from Andy: If Ray Ray McLeod can't go, who else besides Ronnie Bell could return punts? Well, I I know that Kyle Uzcheck is dying to return punts. I mean, he did get that uh, that squib kick on Sunday. Uh, that came right to him, and he returned that, uh, picked up some some decent yardage. Uh, so I know that uh, Juszczyk wants to return punts. Whether or not the 49ers give him that chance, I don't know. Maybe in a situation where, where look, hey, we just need somebody to fair catch, or we just need somebody that's not going to fumble. I don't know uh, if that'll happen. Um, also, Brandon Ayuk was elite as a punt returner back in college. And I don't know if you saw this, but this week at practice, he was actually returning some punts in practice. So maybe we'll see Ayuk. Uh, maybe Shanahan's just trying to get Ayuk some reps uh, in case Ronnie Bell puts the ball on the ground again 
and they need to stick Ayuk in there, or they're in a situation where, uh, like right before halftime, that look, we just need the ball to be fielded and not fumbled, then um, maybe Ayuk gets a shot. But uh, I'm guessing that we probably will still see Ronnie Bell back there uh, until Ray Ray McLeod returns and McLeod's not, uh, he's not eligible to come back until I think the final game of the season, which is against the Rams. So we we're looking at at least two more games without Ray Ray McLeod. So could be Ronnie Bell could be Brandon. Ayuk. Maybe it'll be uh, Kyle use Debo Samuel can do it, but I don't think they're going to use him there. They've been using him on kickoffs, but that's just my guess. I, I would, I would predict Ronnie Bell, until McLeod returns, and if not him, I would predict uh, Brandon Ayuk. Jose asks, hi, Mark, if you were an outsider, even a Dallas or Philly or Ravens or Chiefs fan, and you must give an honest and objective answer of who's winning the Super Bowl this season, who would your answer be, or would your answer be, the 49ers will win it, and why? Well, yes, I I still believe that the 49ers are going to win the Super Bowl. I think that they are the best team, the most talented team, the best coach team. Uh, Their quarterback is playing as well as anybody right now. I think that if they get the number one seed and they have home field advantage, they get that bye so they can rest up. I think that if they're healthy, they're going to, the only team that's going to beat the 49ers is the 49ers. So yes, I'm going to say that in February, the 49ers are going to bring home Lombardi number six. That's my prediction. I'm sticking with that. Uh, I really believe that, uh, that they've, I I think they're hungry. I mean, they, they came up short in 2019 in the Super Bowl. They came up short in 2021 and 2022 in the NFC championship game, both years. And so I think that they're hungry and they want this. Uh, So I think that they're a lot more focused this year than they have been in the previous years. And they've been relatively healthy um, as well. What's up, CJ? Thanks for joining me. Thanks for jumping in here with me as well. So yeah, I think the 49ers uh, have a great chance of winning the Super Bowl. You just look at everything they're doing statistically. They're elite. Uh, I mean, I saw somebody said uh, that they're some of their DVOA, which I that stuff's above my head. I don't entirely understand how that all that all works. But uh, the um, or what what I don't I don't even know what it's called. But what whatever those those stats are that show where you where you stand historically in your. Uh, in all the things that you're doing um, that they're like right up there with the best in history. I think that one of these stats has been kept since uh, like early eighties and the 49ers right now are like third all time. So that doesn't equal a championship, but uh, just shows you what they're doing. I mean, offensively they score over 30 almost every game. It seems like so what they're doing is uh, really been impressive this season and uh, just exciting to see what uh, what they're doing. CJ said, 29 years waiting for a ring. Been a long time, man. That is crazy. 29 years. Because back then, it was, you know, in the 80s, it was every few years. And then 
to to wait from 89 to 94 that seemed like forever uh for us to wait then and uh yet here we've been waiting for almost 30 years crazy stuff uh let's move on jordan asks is drake jackson's practice window going to open anytime soon well let's it, it i think some of that's going to depend on cleland furl if he misses time then maybe they'll open up Drake Jackson's practice window. Um, they obviously they have already activated Robert Bill Jr. Um, so he actually got in the game late in the game on Sunday when the 49ers started pulling their starters. Uh, Robert Bill got uh, in the game, so that was cool to see. Um, the 49ers placed Drake Jackson on IR on November 11th. So. <clears throat> He's actually eligible to come off of uh, of IR unless it was a season-ending thing. Um, so he's either not healthy enough, or they uh, just don't feel like he can he, he can help at this point. CJ said Drake Jackson done. Yeah, and he very well could be. I mean, they. Um, I think that he, I, I think the 49ers coaches have soured on him. <clears throat> Excuse me. I just don't think that he's played and progressed the way they have wanted him to. And so I think that that's, that's hurting him right now. And so I don't, I don't entirely know why that is. I, I, I don't know if it's missing assignments or if it's just the fact that he's getting beat too much, that he's not getting to the quarterback. But uh, I, I don't know. I just don't know if, uh, you know, when they signed uh, Randy Gregory, when, when they traded for him, I we saw Drake Jackson's playtime drop, and then when they brought on uh, when they uh, traded for Chase Young, <clears throat> then I definitely think that uh, Drake Jackson. I, I don't I don't know that he's been even. Uh, I don't know that he's been active since then. So um, I think that yeah, it's going to be hard for for him to uh, to come back. Uh, CJ said we should have Bosa, Young, Furl, and Gregory. Yeah, if they're all healthy, I think that that the key is Furl. Um, and uh, and then he said Jackson only if there's an injury. Yeah, and I think that's the key. If Cleveland Furl is good to go, then I don't think we're going to see Drake Jackson for the rest of the season. Remember, we saw this last year where he looked good at the beginning of the season, then kind of fizzled out, and then wasn't even active um, late in the late in the season. Uh, so he didn't play uh, for for a while late in the season, um, and and then again, like what what's going on with Robert Bill Jr. If he's progressing and they're seeing improvement, then that's that's going to make it even harder for uh, Drake Jackson, which is a shame because the kid's got talent and and he was uh, somebody that we were really hoping would be that guy opposite of Bosa. And it just hasn't happened so far. So that's that's unfortunate. Leonardo asks, is it too much to ask for the 49ers to come and play in Brazil? I know that all, all the logistics are very bad, but the 49ers fan base here in Brazil is huge. Well, I don't think that's a 49ers decision. I think that it's an NFL decision. And um, uh, so that's going to be something that the NFL is going to be deciding, but that's really cool. I'm, I'm excited to see that, that there's such a big 49ers fan base in Brazil. That's super cool. Um, very cool. Uh, very excited to see that. 
Sasha asks, how did you become a 49ers fan? I bet it is an interesting story. Well, I don't know that it's that interesting, but I'll tell you, here's the story in a nutshell. I was a kid living in Houston, Texas. I was a fan of the Houston Oilers. Uh, that's why I'm wearing an Astro shirt. I, I, I grew up, you know, that, like when I first started becoming interested in sports, I was a little kid and uh, living in Houston. And so it was the Astros and the Oilers. And, and um, so the, I, I stuck with my teams, but then the Oilers, my favorite player was Earl Campbell and the, the Oilers traded him to the Saints. They fired Bum Phillips, the head coach, and they started to stink, started losing games. And in the meantime, my family moved out of the state. So we were no longer in Texas, no longer in Houston. And so I decided, since they traded away my, my favorite player and my coach, and they, they now suck, I'm going to find a new team. So I decided in January of 1981, I decided whoever wins this next Super Bowl is going to be my new favorite team. And thankfully, the 49ers won. Um, when I did the Roger Craig uh, story a couple of years ago, I interviewed several players uh, like Joe Montana and Steve Young and Ronnie Lott and some of those guys. But I also interviewed George Seifert. And after I finished my interview with Seifert, he asked me if I was from the Bay Area. And I said, no. And so he goes, okay, well, how did you become a 49ers fan? So I told him that story. And I said, thank you for beating the Bengals because I would have hated to have to grow up a Cincinnati Bengals fan. And he laughed. He thought that was pretty funny. But but yeah, imagine the horror of being a Bengals fan all those years. They're good now, but uh, in the 90s, they were horrible. They were like the laughing stock. We called them the Bungles because they just were so terrible. Uh, I mean, I'm talking two wins every season. It's like every season they had the number one pick in the draft. They That's just how bad they were. And every season they would pick some some quarterback or some running back um, that uh, that would never play. Like, uh, what was that running back? Kajana Carter, is that his name? Something like that. Um, he never turned into anything. And they were they picked a lot of quarterbacks uh, that uh, never amounted to anything. So, so just glad for uh, the 49ers to win that game so I didn't have to be a, a Bengals fan. So let's see, CJ... Super Bowl 23 was my introduction to all of this. Yeah. The drive, the John Candy game, the touchdown to John Taylor when uh that was the game that Jerry Rice was the Super Bowl MVP when he had like 11 catches for 215 yards or something like that. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Uh, that was a fun team. I mean, that season was really up and down. Uh, but a uh, fun year for the 49ers to win that Super Bowl, Super Bowl 23. And, you know, once John Taylor scored, it's kind of like the uh, like the catch game where Dwight catches the, 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 the pass from Montana. Everybody's going nuts. Vin Scully said it's a madhouse at Candlestick or however he put that. And um, but then the Cowboys actually had a chance to score. And if it wasn't for that, uh, that tackle, what was it? Drew Pearson that caught the ball and, uh, or Tony Hill or somebody like, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but 
Uh, I think it was a horse collar tackle that these days would be illegal and the Cowboys probably would have won that game. But uh, um, the, the, uh, that Super Bowl 23 was kind of the same way, you know, Montana hit John Taylor and there still was a little bit of time and the Bengals had a chance, but, uh, but couldn't get it done. So fun times. Uh, last question that I have is, is from Ed. What's Santa bringing the 49ers this year? It's a sixth Lombardi. I mean, it has to be right. That's my prediction. I think that Santa is going to, he's going to come on Christmas Eve in the middle of the night to Christmas morning, whatever you call it. And he's going to bring whatever he brings to everybody. But then I think he's going to wait until February to bring the 49ers a sixth world championship. And I can't wait. I'm excited for that and excited to see what's going to happen with 49ers. So, Hey, that's all that I have. I may be back here on uh, uh, tomorrow uh, doing something on the, uh, the Ravens and the 49ers. So we'll have to see uh, if I am able to make it um, uh, here tomorrow, but I'm going to do my best. If not, then everybody have a Merry Christmas and I will catch you later. Matt Barrows, uh, 16 minutes ago, tweeted Javon Hargrave and Elijah Mitchell appear to be practicing today. Still no sign of Eric Armstead, the 49ers best run defender along the defensive line. So, I already said that Eric Armstead was a really good run defender. Now Matt Barrows is copying what I say, but uh, <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. But that's good news that uh, Hargrave is practicing. Elijah Mitchell, that's kind of surprising. I, I I, thought that he was definitely going to miss this game, but uh, sounds like there's a possibility that Hargrave and Mitchell are able to play. So that's good news. I'm glad to hear that. But hey, that's all that I have uh, for uh, this episode, uh, this 49ers mailbag episode. So please take a minute to uh, to like and subscribe if you're listening to this uh, via some kind of podcast uh, stream somewhere. Then uh, then please take a minute to rate, review, follow the 49ers Camelot Show. Appreciate your your watching. Appreciate your support. Everybody have a merry Christmas. <laughs>